Welcome to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices, a collaboration between Clahoose First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Odette Auger profiles an extraordinary leader who achieved both personal firsts and unprecedented accomplishments for her community. Stand Your Ground is a story about Jessie Louie, first woman chief of Clahoose, who found herself elected chief in 1970, at a time when women in leadership roles were few. The electoral system was brought by the Canadian government upon nations who already had hereditary chiefs. The electoral system was meant to bring equality and prevent oppression. If this did happen, it is only through the strength, determination, and honour of leaders like Jessie Louie. Be humble and respect your people, is Jessie's advice to leaders, and she quietly leads this way in all her work. Jessie's life is a legacy of promoting Indigenous women's rights in communities, inspiring healthy paths as drug and alcohol counselor, and preserving culture for the future as language coordinator. Imat Jessie Louie, and also thank you to voices collected in tribute to Jessie. You will hear Chief Kevin Pesey, Councillor Michelle Robinson, language warrior Jacqueline Mitsu, and community member Georgina Silby. Jessie was the chief who brought water to Clahoose, a perfect metaphor for a woman who is a source of strength and support for her loved ones. That water still flows today, and like all Jessie's work, ripples outward with lasting effects. When the elections came back in the 70s, there's uh, the community back then was only uh, one row, or two rows of houses on Torque Road. My cousin Einar Pell had suggested that I run for chief, and um, and lo and behold, I won by one vote. I was just like speechless. I'm 23 years old, and I'm. I'm a chief, and I thought, oh my God, now where do I go from here? Because I was, like, had no idea about even how or where or anything about Indian Affairs and what was supposed to be, because there's no band office, no nothing. Uh, I don't think I even had a phone. I had to struggle to find answers uh, as to what I needed to do as the First Lady Chief um, back in the day, because there was, women's lip was just coming into effect. I have to say that was kind of the most toughest role I had to do in my life because it was tough as a woman to, even to be recognized. I was shunned. I had to look for outside help because the last chief was very angry that I got in, so he was not willing to help me. Actually, I got beat up very bad. I had three, bro he gave me three broken ribs. 
I was still wouldn't back down. I continued. I did the best I could. I had to ask for outside help through Seashell uh, as the nearby, because it was all kind of family related. Uh, so the only way I could was to reach out to another band in the peninsula, which was Seashells, uh, to kind of give me some kind of guidance as to what does you know what does a chief do you know. <laughs> Women at that time to even consider running as chief was powerful in a world of men and a world of men that were dominated by by um, the European culture and European ways. Elective system wasn't ours, the hereditary system was. And so, you know, she went through a lot of threats, not just... Um, mentally but physically and even death threats and and she still stood firm for us the Clahoos. Um, I managed to get in the first water for Clahoos that still runs today. I don't know how long that water's gonna last up there you know it's still running. I always remember when the water came out you know, because the you know there's just no water here, right? And when 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 I, the driller happened to be on the island, so it cost me less because they're already here, right? So I asked them to do the one. I don't know why I chose up there because the past chief was looking at the bay. I don't know why I went up. I have no idea why I went up there to choose up there. I can't remember. But anyway, they went down 133 feet, and they had come down because I lived in the Louis house back over there. They said, there's there's nothing. It's just got to be. Try the longer. So they went back up there at three more feet in water. Just 10 gallons a minute. And I happened to be up there, too. They took pictures of me. <laughs> you only served two years as chief. I struggled those two years to help our community along with what needed to be done. So it was a really tough go. I know I got a lot of uh, being the only woman chief in my first meeting in Vancouver. Walking in, I just felt like sliding under the table because I was the only woman in there. And I could hear them uh, kind of uh, snide remarks from the other ones. And But I had to stand my ground and sit there and... Uh, you know, you're not making me feel uncomfortable. And I introduced myself. I said, my name is Jesse Louie. I'm the clues uh, chief stood my ground. So today I'm called the pioneer because a lot of women followed after me as a, as a woman chief. I hold that proud today that I have been able to do that for them. I'm leaving a legacy behind. I have really something to be proud of to, today. You know, and uh, I'm now retired, and uh, I could look back at it and say, hey, I did something good. She's went on a healing journey, and she's come and shared that healing journey with the community. You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode, brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, 
study build, and private donors. I left for 20 years after that, after I ran my two-year term. I moved to Paul River for 20 years. I came back in 1999 not realizing that I was going to be running for council, band council. She understands the healing that comes with the language, and not just the language, but the drug and alcohol counseling. And yeah, so she's been very prominent, very strong, and very firm in her beliefs and in the language and the uh, healing from the residential school. I had an alcohol problem when I came back, but I managed to get myself into treatment and I had to get the trust of my people and it took two years and I ran for council and I got back in. I ended up doing three terms, not realizing I was going to do six years in band council. And I talked to my son, Kevin, who is Kevin PC, and asked if he would like to follow in my footsteps. So he ran uh, as bank counsel for, I think it was four years. Uh, and, then he, and then again, he was stuck at uh, running for chief. So he said, Mom, do you think I can do it? I said, you could do it, son. You know, you can do this, you can do this. He was so nervous. I said, just always remember to respect your people and be humble. You'll do fine. Sure enough, he got in. And he's chief today, and I'm so proud of him. Hello, it's uh, Chief Kevin, um, Jesse Louise, my uh, mother. I really look up to her and, and uh, always asking her for help. I'm very proud of what she did for our community with the language and the culture and um, helping people out, training people in, in the last few years with the language, which is becoming very big now here in Clahouse, and I'm very proud of that. I had adopted him out when he was a young, you know, uh, and when he came back into my life when he was 27. I just love my mom dearly for what she has done for Clouse and, and uh, the past uh, 12 years. It's just amazing to me. I had other women follow after me, paved the road for women to be able to get in at uh, Women Chiefs. Being an alcohol and drug counsel too, I've um, always had a hard time in that area because there's so many of our people that are in denial. To try to get them into the Red Road, it has been quite difficult. But when one, just one, decides to go, it just makes my heart sore uh, because it's a victory. I, I realize now how lonely my sister Marge Hansen was because she was the only one sober for the longest time. It took for many, many years before I joined her. It's been a good journey. Doors are starting to open for our community and uh, 
I just wanted to see continue with our culture, with all the stuff that's happening in our culture, and to make our community more proud of who they are and the pride that they will feel that comes with it. I think that there's like certain aspects of our culture that she still really holds close to her heart and she tries to, and she definitely brings them forward in her everyday life. Like, um, you know, taking care of people and always having that, you know, like that, I don't know if it's a leadership quality or what it is, but you're always carrying people like, and if someone needs help, she's always there to lend a hand or, um, it's like a, a built in type of empathy where you're always trying to help people. I think that's definitely instilled in Jesse as a traditional teaching. hundred years from now, um, I want to be remembered as the language warrior, first lady chief, and a person that tried to help people reconnect with their culture. I think the culture is the answer to everything for our people. And that's what I would like to be remembered by, how strongly I believe in our culture. For everybody to stay strong and to believe in themselves. That's who they are, First Nation. You brought water mm -hmm. to your people. Yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You much. Honest, pure, a leader. Her power, her strength, her endurance, strength and guidance. Caring, intuitive and traditional. Thanks to producer Odette Auger for this edition of Deep Roots Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Tams and Greg Asoba. Series coordinator is Odette Auger, and Clahous coordinator is Jacqueline Mathieu. Editor is Sean Cowell. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, Cortez Island Museum and Archive Society, Canada 150, and the Clahous First Nation for their support. Find more at cortezradio.ca.